This is a Maybe You Like It production. To find more productions, including podcasts, radio plays, and stage plays, visit www.maybeyoulikeit.co.uk. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Well, this is just something I worked up. Uh, I'll do it for you. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Hello, I'm Jake and this is the Maybe You Like It podcast, the podcast where we take a play or film that has never been staged before or is never likely to be staged again and we talk about how we'd stage it. As always, I'm joined by Caleb. Hello, I'm here. Yes, you are. And this week we are joined by a friend of the pod, Elspeth Barron. Hi! Elspeth, uh, you work at Chichester Festival Theatre, don't you? I do indeed. Um, I work in the learning and participation department there, but I do many things, including looking after all the children on our stages. So, you know, that's fun. So, yeah, so you're kind of in, in charge of all the chaperoning of kids in, in the different shows. Um, and then what is, tell us a little bit about the other element of your job. So the other elements of my job is basically looking after our, our whole department um, who work in community, education, and with our 800-strong youth theatre. Um, and I also organise, like, holiday activities and sort out events throughout our seasons, Um so uh, things for kids to get involved in and stuff and families. So and we both went through the youth theatre there. We as well. both did go through the youth theatre there. Oh, if yeah. you hadn't guessed, I'm your sister, yeah. older sister. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's a weird thing to say. If you <laughs> haven't guessed, I, I am you your sister. I personally haven't guessed. I don't know if this had, but yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we were, both went through the youth theatre. It's nice, like full circle to be back. I feel like uh, I I was saying to you before the pod that um, I feel like it's the stages I know best, so it might end up that I just stage everything at the theatre. <laughs> I would love to stage Absolutely everything. Fine. It is. It's <laughs> not is. London, so I mean, it's a good it's departure. It's really. good, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, so let's get to it. This mm-hmm. week we are staging the film Leap Year. Mm-hmm. Elspeth, would you like to give us a rundown of the plot of Leap Year? Yeah, so basically, uh, the lovely Amy Adams uh, is... I think she's about to be proposed to by her boyfriend. Uh, it turns out he has not done that. So in her Irish heritage, uh, her granny or something like that has uh, proposed to her granddad. So she goes to Ireland, basically falls in love with this guy, uh, Irish guy, um, on her way to go and propose to her boyfriend in Dublin uh, and doesn't end up proposing to him so yeah the whole the whole thing the, pre- the kind of premise <laughs> is that simple premise is on the 29th of february in dublin there's oh, this yeah. thing where women can propose to the men yeah because they can't do it the rest of the time it seems <laughs> <laughs> so i started watching this and i thought oh of course yeah this seems like a 1996 film <laughs> 2010 yeah the, the gender politics are absolutely shocking in this film. <laughs> there's a moment where he just goes oh women when the when the when he yeah. plugs in the charger and there's oh, there's something else that's really sexy. As, as quite as an adamant feminist, it's funny that I love this film so much because it is so misogynistic. Oh, it's really but terrible. It's, well. And it, uh, there's a bit as well where the, the Irish dude, Declan, is yeah. like, you know, he's pointing out how stupid it is that she has to propose to him on Leap yeah. Year. And I thought he was going to be like, you could propose to him anytime, anywhere. But he doesn't say that. He just says that it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> is this- no, he said. He says if he was going to propose, if he wanted to propose, if he wanted to get married, he would have proposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, the man no. should make all of those decisions. Oh. <laughs> I feel like this is a whole nother pod, but it's kind of this thing of like, uh, you know, women 
love rom-coms, but so many rom-coms are misogynistic and sexist, and you're just like, why do you fall into that trap of th- mm. thinking that's... But, but that's the whole that's thing. That's a whole other conversation. There's this, like, renaissance of rom-coms at the moment, aren't there? We, yeah. we have, like, Crazy Rich Asians and stuff like that that are kind of bringing a new angle, one yeah. that is gives the female characters actually some agency, one that involves using more people of colour, kind of more... Um, inclusive a better written rom-com yeah. That's yeah. Because this one it does give her agency it places her in the narrative driving seat but it yeah. just also puts her in this position of like constantly dealing with misogyny but she doesn't deal with it she kind of just ignores it and accepts it and there's no ad- addressing of that I think yeah. we could talk all day about how this film is quite <laughs> poorly written yeah. we might need yeah. to stay at some point. I mean yeah this is this is the thing like I think this is a bit of a a bit of a theme comes up whenever we do a rom-com on this podcast I'm not I'm the massive <laughs> massive fan of them we're gonna um, find a good sorry. one one day yeah <laughs> I, mean, I think the difference last week not last week a few weeks ago we did 51st Dates and that was a really interesting premise that didn't even need rom com elements. This is a rom-com. That is what it's about. It's not about anything else. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have to find a way to put that, as we just said, on our hypothetical stage. So, any fledgling ideas? What do we think? Well, first of all, I completely forgot how much of it takes place on the road. <laughs> yes, uh, thank you for bringing a road trip. There was fully a <laughs> five-minute scene early on, which is just in a car, and I was like, well, this is just not... That's not a stage thing. That's in a car. <laughs> I, I I think I thought most of it took place in the farm, which is later on in the movie. Yeah. But actually, it's only there. They're only there for like five minutes. So hit us with your your idea. So um, my idea was I, I was determined not to stage it at CFT, but um, I was thinking about revolves on stage, and actually, I think that could be a really great place. Um, so having it on a thrust stage, you can kind of make this movement a bit more. Um, so uh, on Wizard of Oz recently they obviously have to travel to different sequences in the yellow brick road and we had a change in the set on the revolve every single time and there was kind of this barrier in front so you you can never see the change of set and I thought that would actually be a really great way of like bringing in new places and seeing them constantly moving um I hadn't really thought about the car yet so that's that's about as far as I yeah okay so we we discussed before that we've all kind of got an idea to bring yeah so we'll start with revolve is okay my idea quite different you talked about the farm and about you thought a lot of it took place on the farm my thought was that you set it two settings before the interval it all takes place on the farm all of the context of why she's in Ireland why she's travelling to Dublin all of this we just get in dialogue you don't Mm. need to see it um, it's kind of diff- difference between stage and film in that film you really have to show stuff instead of tell people stuff yeah. whereas on stage actually telling people stuff can be as interesting so is this the farm that they are at kind of halfway through the film yeah, yeah. so we just kind of explain how they got there so they, they've already met the two people yeah. that end up falling in love okay yeah, yeah so then first half happens there second half happens at the wedding that they stumble across and then um, so you're essentially making this film into two scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, well, no, it can be multiple scenes, but in just those locations, okay, right? Yeah. And so the first half was in that farm, second half in the wedding, and the ending, you end kind of where the film ends in the in the wedding, where it's sort of ambiguous about whether they'll end up together or whether she'll go and propose to her boyfriend. And that, that final scene after the wedding where the, he's like sat on the bench with her mm-hmm. and um, 
and he thinks she's got the bus and then she hasn't and, and, and she's taking him to Dublin with her. You just end with that and then it's kind of ambiguous as to whether she decides to stay in Ireland with uh, Declan or whether she does propose to her, um, Jeremy or whether, you know, what exactly happens. And you kind of, so kind of condense some of the narrative down mm. and you make it much more about how these two people get to know each other and end up falling in love. Um... And and then leave the sort of the all of the kind of rom commy like extra stuff, just you kind of strip it back. I was going to go completely a different way, which was to bring it to like what one act musicals are obviously very popular at the moment. Six, etc. Uh, come from away. So I think you just do a one act musical of the show. <laughs> okay, okay. I think there's enough in it. You can make it work. All right. Okay. And then so I feel like I'm completely the other way. And then you said you had an idea. Before. Okay. So I'm always thinking about. Why are we putting something on? You know, mm. I know obviously we just pick a film, we ourselves about to pick a film, and we just think about how we're going to stage it. But when you're moving onto the stage, what the theatre ha- I think has that films don't always have is they have that people feel like they have to be putting something on for a reason, for a time right now, and while that while that group is presenting it. Mm. And so I was thinking about what kinds of things could we get out of this film because there's mm. not loads that would go in that direction. And I was thinking just about, like, the concept of marriage. The concept of, you know, why do people decide to legally bind each other together? They decide to commit in that way. And what does it take to make that decision? I think there is some interesting messages and some interesting Mm. conversations to be had within this film about those topics. Mm. And so my idea then was kind of halfway between yours, where in my head what we could do is cut all the cars... And even though they never actually managed to get on a train at any point in this film, we actually make it a train journey. Um, Or maybe a ferry, something like that. What I mean is, it's some mode of transport where for whatever reason, say the train breaks down, or uh, there's just a two-hour stopover, or a six-hour stopover, or it's a sleeper train, or something like that, where you can have these scenes that are just two people having a duologue within a train carriage and they might meet on the train, whatever, mm. have this conversation, get to know each other, as, as we say, and then we can break those train journeys up with, for whatever reason, the train stops, they have to get off, and then we can have your maybe two scenes, maybe three scenes, where we have, maybe it's the village fate, maybe, uh, not the village fate, the uh, wedding. The wedding. Yeah. Sorry, it all looks the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it's the farm, all these kinds of things. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of, we can do, we can get those those single, smaller scenes out or those more drawn-out scenes in one place out. But we can also get this sense that it is a moving road trip. I feel like that might yeah. bring these two things together. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, because the way I was thinking about it was that like you literally build like a whole farmhouse on stage and everything. Um, but maybe this way, it's a little bit more dynamic, less static. That could be interesting. Yeah, okay. And, and so you're saying just... Two characters, or no? I think when we if we when we step out of the train, we can have all these other people. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think I'm thinking maybe you know a cast of maybe seven or eight yeah. would be fine. You'd have these kind of not deep conversations, but a kind of very like character driven mm. uh, conversations between this traditional. Irishman from a pub with all this background that we find out as the film goes on. Mm. Uh, who has these idea these ideas about marriage, about people abandoning him, and we have this woman from Boston who has all these ideas about. I mean, 
oh, wow, an American who pulled themselves up from their bootstraps. Mm. Wow, what an mm. original concept. But mm. these ideas of the American <laughs> dream... Capitalism works. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. <laughs> um, but yeah, these, these ideas of the American dream of... of uh, money being the object of getting the best apartment being the object of, of life mm. and those two ideas clashing and yeah that's been done before but it's still an interesting concept and to talk to focus it specifically on the concept of marriage and relationships and that's and then have those scenes as, as duologues as, as character driven conversations within those settings and then we break that up with 15 10 15 20 minute scenes when, for whatever reason, the train stops a couple of times mm. in these settings that are in the film, and we see these other characters and their ideas, and we get some more comedy. I really like that. Yeah, I, and I—that's the thing—is because I, the one issue I was having with my idea is I, I really like the setting of the pub at the, at the beginning and the end, mm. and I really like the idea of it there being a kind of cyclical. We start at the pub, we end at the pub. Mm. So, I mean, I think we've pretty much agreed that we're cutting Boston out of this entirely, right? Yeah, yeah. The, everything yeah. that happens in Boston, there's like 20 Doesn't minutes matter. on the front and on the back of this film that just don't need to be there. Yeah. Um, You've also got the... My favourite part of this film is when the pilot and on the plane, that when she's flying from Boston to... Uh, it's supposed to be Dublin, but she ends up in Wales. He says, we may be experiencing <laughs> shortly some... Turbulence, and then suddenly there's turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of the. I just love as well that in cinema, down. whenever there's turbulence, the lights on the plane have to flash yeah. as if like the electrics can't handle a little jolt. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, the masks fall down. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it looks very. Looks like silly. it's a bit more than turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> looks like I may have underestimated that weather. <laughs> looks like my my machines may not be working. My my instruments might be faulty. Isn't that funny? We're we're all gonna die. <laughs> oh, it's I silly. Think it's really interesting that, um, having listened to all your podcasts, that you always try and change the story slightly to work more to the staging. But I think it actually works, and I think I I was thinking about whether you modernise it. But I think the interesting thing is, is that it's kind of set in this place where it's not quite the technology we have now, um, but. Uh, is instead uh, kind of in this middle period where it's, it, she's got a phone and everything, but there's not good signal. She can't, like, FaceTime him or whatever. And I think... Um, don't know where I'm going with this point anymore. No, I think you're right. <laughs> but, um, there's, and, and I really like the idea as well, if we never see Jeremy. Yeah. Because what I really like, and it, it, it links into the that idea of it being we centre it around marriage... Is, is just how often she talks about, oh, I can't wait to get to Jeremy. I, I need to propose to Jeremy. I need to follow this tradition and propose to Jeremy. There's, a, there's this weird, like, obsession in, in, that comes through because she's just, it's such a repetition of that. I'll yeah. let you know I'm going to propose to my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like five minutes. Yeah. And I think it's the thing of she thinks it's the right thing to do rather than, controversially, I'm not sure she's ever actually been in love with this man because she... It's just going through the steps and going through the emotions of like, I'm going to get a doctor because, you know, he will be rich and then we can have the perfect life that we want. Um, and I can carry on staging homes, which I've never heard of before this yeah, moment. Yeah. I'm um, realising this is just like a bad Legally Blonde. That's what this is. <laughs> That's what this is. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good rom-com. Yeah, because yeah, oh, we get these, um, these moments right at the beginning of the film in Boston where they're just on their phones together and they, they have these dates that last like 10 seconds where they yeah. like sit down and they're like so I've got some news 
that news requires me to leave immediately, and then they leave. Uh, or uh, when he asks, he says, there must be something special about this guy the, that she wants to marry, and she says, yeah. yes, he's a cardiologist. In some ways, uh, we talk about this all the time, about putting some kind of anti-capitalist sentiment <laughs> in, our, in our staging. I'd just love to do that. But like this idea of... Um, like she defines him by his uh, use in society, mm. and actually, um, what she likes about Declan is that he, he's he's freer with his life. He doesn't feel the need to be contributing something to the sort of machine of how society works. Yeah. And actually, he's creating his own more uh, sort of local community, and and you see that in the way that he saves the pub at the end. And that's part of why I really wanted to have the pub at the beginning and the end as well. Mm. Because actually there is something kind of... That plot line is about him not having enough money to keep the pub is never really followed through. Yeah, well, but it should I, be, because it's not, interesting. He's in massive amounts of debt, but we never understand what it is they want the money for. And when he, when he thinks he's not going to get the money, the guy just goes, OK, boys, and they just like vaguely walk towards the pub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're going like, to beat it up. The implication is that he's renting the building, but then he says later on that they bought the pub together so i have no idea i yeah. i um, it's also because he he takes her he the problem is that that story is is so underlying that plot but it's so important because it is the reason that he decides to take her in the end to get the money but then he ends up going don't worry i'll just take the one bob that yeah. you that we flipped a coin because actually i'm in love with you and then yeah. for 10 seconds of the film Saves the pub. He saves the pub <laughs> by <laughs> se- selling drinks somewhere. Well, like, that's it's, the thing as well. And, and the other thing as well is like, okay, so all he does, he, he saves the pub in that moment. And then suddenly the pub is like the hottest spot in all of Ireland and everyone's coming there to eat and to drink. And just like, I'd like to see more of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't you understand what that narrative is? So Which, but again, I think we can get that in, yeah. these, in these duologues. Yeah. And I th- well, yeah, exactly. I think part of it is that they want to hold off this revelation about um, him having been married or having been engaged and it going wrong mm-hmm. and that um, woman being in, in Dublin they want to like the film holds that information back despite the fact that we obviously know that really early on I don't know why you wouldn't just reveal that information early on and then we can learn more about that mm-hmm. yeah. throughout and and then we would care more about it mm. um, yeah okay so train so we've different changed scenes. the story <laughs> well, and this okay this is the other tweak to the story that I'd want to make yeah if we're doing it, well, potentially, maybe not. If we're doing this sort of, like, interrogating marriage as a concept... Yeah. If, at the end, he proposes to her, and she says, like, <laughs> I met you a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> let's, like, let's just wait and just, you know, have a relationship before we just get married, like this. Yeah. That might be a nice little different ending yeah that makes more sense that shows her growth because actually just going and saying yeah I'll marry this other man isn't growth no that's not her learning something about marriage and no. about herself no but and and then that's kind of good because they kind of there's a kind of role reversal but also they kind of end up in a place where they can both grow from that point together and I think that that's a, be- a better kind of conclusion for those characters mm-hmm. I've, I've had my phone keeps falling on the floor. It's really awkward. I think so far, your phone has rung twice and fallen on the floor twice. I'm just ruining the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm going to become enemy of the pod. Uh, 
<laughs> That's my sole aim. Um, sorry, Daniel. Uh, I, I've had a completely new concept. Basically, we stage it in a pub. Okay. Go on a countryside walk, like make it promenade, come back to the pub, and it's saved at the end. I'm up for that. <laughs> no. No, no, no. That, that's good though. You could do because it. You don't like the idea that in one walk, <laughs> in one afternoon stroll. No, no, no. The story is still them going still to Dublin. No, 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 no. No, what this is now is that this starts in a pub and she's like, look, look, guy, I've just met. I need to get to this exact pub. I need to get here. But I need to get here in an hour. My boyfriend's not going to be here for an hour. I need to propose him for an hour. I need to take me away so I can arrive <laughs> when he's already when here. He's already so here. let's go on a countryside walk. So let's go on a countryside walk. walk. And then half an hour later, they've been on that countryside walk. She comes in the pub and she's like, I don't want to marry you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with this guy who I just met. We've been walking for half an hour. I don't think... Sparks are flying. I don't think this film's message is far off of that. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, which is why I think that actually having at the ending her refusing a proposal but then uh, them still kind of being together mm. but like it not being just them they're engaged yeah. now and they're going to get married or whatever because um, I don't like the Declan character like I said I don't wow. I don't feel pathos with him like, I don't I like I, I think it's an interesting character but I don't yeah. I don't feel I don't I feel like I am him and that I have those like <laughs> I hate love and all that kind of shit that you were saying <laughs> <laughs> I never I never once said you hate love <laughs> you did the two cents yeah, yeah. yeah. it's really good yeah. good podcast content um, uh, Matthew Good is great in this film no he's not he's got a terrible accent he's, but he's still beautiful his accent is so is miles off it's like car- at moments it's cartoonishly Irish and then at moments it's just not Irish anymore it's uh, what, a, what a interesting casting um, and he's like I looked him up because I was like what else has this guy been in he's just like a character actor he does like bit parts and then he plays a romantic lead in this one random just bizarre. he's the romantic lead in Downton Abbey oh, I haven't seen Downton Abbey well, that's embarrassing for me yeah that um, is embarrassing for you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so back to the train. If they get off at the farm, I do have one question. Well, hang on. Do we do we actually want to do? They this get off thing? at the farm, but they also get off at the farm. Oh, oh, oh no! So do we want to do we want to move to? Do we want to try your revolve thing? Like we, we haven't really picked one. Well, we Which? could still we could still have the train on a revolt. It's got moved. Just we go. don't have to have a revolt. <laughs> okay. They're doing this duologue. They're just going round in circles. <laughs> like on like Christmas. Every tree. time they get to the front, they turn to the audience and go. Choo, choo. <laughs> oh no! Um, this is terrible. We think. can't stay I mean, yeah, potentially end on works better for your idea. Yeah, for the train. For the train idea. Um, it also would give us yeah, more. Yeah, that's true. Or traverse. Traverse might be interesting, actually. Yeah, we love a traverse. Mm. Um, yeah. Alright. Although, if you're if you're going to still go out and do the other bits and pieces, like in the farm and stuff, uh, I was thinking about you could have a two layered stage. So they had this for present laughter, um, 
uh, at the festival theatre, not at uh, Old Vic, um, where they had like doors of the bedrooms in a, in this second layer, so you could get up and see those moments. And then downstairs was like the whole lounge, and like they opened up the space. But I was thinking you they could have like similar thing for black comedy as well, didn't they? Oh yeah, black comedy as well in the Minerva. Yeah. Um, uh, see, we just know those spaces yeah. so well. But um, you could have like the bedroom that they have in the farm sequence because you they've got that whole shower <laughs> sequence as well, which is quite funny and. Um, fighting over the bed I think um, that's what I originally envisaged if you did <coughs> like the whole thing set at the farm mm. but I think there's definitely a way of doing it where even if you had that you know these these a couple of maybe higher up spaces maybe the yeah. bedroom maybe uh, you know somewhere else in the pub or something yeah. and, and whenever they go to those spaces then you can change what's happening on the bottom of the stage yeah. and you can change the location with that and as while well. you're down at the train part you can be changing what's going on because even in the pub sequence at the beginning when they have that whole power cut and she like makes everything fall over everywhere you can it, you can make it look quite interesting up the top there and change everything down the bottom yeah definitely yeah. but I don't know would the audience get distracted by that going on uh, if it was the a big, bottom bit if more. it was a big enough space then you could light the top and the bottom wouldn't be visible really to the audience yeah that's true have a gauze or gauze you could light the whole if thing if you did it end on you mean yeah yeah, yeah. but end on could work end on yeah and you can still have a revolve and it not be thrust yeah of course yeah just, that's I've just I've seen a revolve used yeah. most and I've seen a revolve used in end on and it didn't work <laughs> no no war horses end on isn't it is it is it? That's not the one I was thinking about that was bad. Famously great production, War Horse was not the yeah. <laughs> thing I was suggesting was a bad use War of Revolve. War Horse is on. Um, Les Mis is end on, isn't it? The, it? It's not Revolve anymore, but it was. I've never seen Les Mis. I think there's a quite... I think it's... I think it's yeah, done. I think Revolve yeah. can work. Oh, no, it's I'm not saying it can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's about how you do it, isn't it? Yes, indeed. Okay, so... But if we These go are all to the ideas. yeah, we're just chucking <laughs> out ideas now. Uh, if we go to the farm, most important part of the movie, uh, when she finds out how chickens are, yep, and we'll kill a live chicken every night. <laughs> so I've got in my notes, I always have a special effects se- section, and this one has break a chicken's neck. Yeah, I don't think we do want to kill war, war kill horse style chicken. puppet we'll chicken. <laughs> We've mentioned Warhorse every episode. <laughs> I think we should just mention it forever. Every single episode. That's now our Easter egg. We've got to bring some kind of puppet into it. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking, you know, in the whole sequence when she's going from the plane to the boat to the to end up at the pub, yeah. I was thinking, how do you do that in an interesting way? And I thought, you could just puppeteer a boat. Like, you just have some blue uh, material going. Get a little boat going across. Uh, oh, my God, no, yeah, because she gets... The ferry is cancelled, and she somehow persuades this fisherman yeah. to just sail her into a storm. Okay, new idea. <laughs> new idea. Okay. The whole play is set on the boat during the storm. You love boats. It's a duologue. <laughs> so many boats. The yacht in 51st Day. Oh, yeah. The yacht in... Brewster's movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so the whole place <laughs> sat on this little boat and it's just a duologue between her and this fisherman bloke. We find out all about his backstory. And then and then and then um She falls and she, in love with the fisherman. No, 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 she doesn't fall in love with the fisherman, but we we have her come to the realisation that she doesn't want to marry this bloke, mm. uh, the Jeremy or whatever his name is, on the boat. And and that that's the whole play. I don't That's know basically my idea. 
That is that's that's kind of what I'm saying. But with the train, but and actually train. different locations. But you can do it on a boat. I don't care. Um, no, like I think the you're train right. Works. <laughs> the, the boats. It's got to be with deck. Like we have a storm. That storm's fun. Storms I also I love how in this film, whenever it starts to rain or hail. It just starts. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like, oh, it's sunny and now it's hailing. Yeah. And, and the it, clouds and haven't changed. The implication yeah. is it's like summer as well. It's like the most beautiful, like the weather's wonderful all the time, yeah. except when there's storms for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, there's, there's a moment. Actually, I want to talk about this one. So they go to up to this castle, and this is the first time they kind of have a lovey dovey moment mm. where he tells her the story of this like Irish folktale that exactly mirrors what they're doing. Yeah. Mm. And funny though. Then she's, <laughs> but then she's like, mm, funny that. And he's like, no, it's, I'm just telling you a story. And then she goes, now, they've had two hours and, a, and 43 minutes to wait for this train. The, the film has suggested to us that it's been about maybe 25. Yeah, yeah, at most. And then she goes, oh no, the train. And then it starts raining. And, exact and then there is mud everywhere. And then she is slipping and she's sliding. And the train is going, boop. <laughs> down the hill in the background and then all this shit's going on and then that's why we're at the farm and then she gets to train the next day we've yeah. cut the my my most annoyed part of this movie it was when on the Sunday yeah. they're like it's Sunday there's no trains and she's like well can you drive me and he says no my wife's gone to the shops <laughs> on a Sunday no, she's gone to church no and then the weekly shop he says yeah. oh, right. and it's like right so in this magical world, the trains don't run, but the shops are open on a Sunday. Yeah, Dublin. yeah none of it makes sense. It's the because big city, my... though, isn't it? Dublin. Yeah, the... <laughs> That's the most Dublin. frustrating part of the movie, when he goes, yeah, she's gone to Dublin. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh. oh my goodness. It's just like, oh. This plot, the, the, the way this is written, I feel like every time they managed to get her to not get to Dublin, there was a much easier way for her to not get to Dublin. Yeah. And also, like, even with, like, the going up the castle thing, it doesn't make out that he did that on purpose to keep her with him. Mm. It makes out that was a complete accident. Mm. Yeah. Which is which makes no sense. It would be kind yeah. of sinister if he'd done it on purpose. Well, no, it's not sinister. He wants to be the one to take her because he wants... Yeah, I mean, once the car's gone, why is he even with her anymore? And just yeah. back. Yeah. Because he's in love. Why is she still paying him just for like being there? Like it's it, it's yeah. a it's a concept. No, there is that bit, isn't there, where she's like, "I'm paying you to get me to Dublin." Yeah, it's like oh, I'd just ditch him if I were you. Mate. <laughs> just get to Dublin. <laughs> what if so, like, he doesn't do anything that helps her get to Dublin? No, no. other than pretend to be his husband, her husband. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, actually, that the... whole section would have been easier if she wasn't with him. Yeah, because she yeah. could have just had the room herself. Yeah. Interesting. I, I was interested to, like, that woman that's like, oh, we just chucked out some backpackers because right is right whether it's raining or not because you should be married. I hope they're saying that she, her opinion is a bit backwards, but it seems yeah. strange for them to do that in yeah. the context yeah. of this backwards film. Yeah. But, yeah. It is strange. That, but, yeah, but that feeds into the whole thing about it being about marriage. And there's the wedding as well. But, yeah, I think I, it is about marriage. I can't yeah. talk about how weird it is when that guy picks her up and just carries on spinning her around, and it and it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like the camera just holds on that for like far too long, and then it holds on her foot, oh, and then yeah, her clothes on her face, and then on her foot. to like pull the shoe off of her foot, yes. and then it hits the bride square on the forehead. Oh, when she has like, that little, like, horrible. like a bendy. Like, <laughs> oh, like that injury is is so no because you can like see it feels like you can see in her head slightly like it's horrible oh, yeah what a weird what a weird and then she spills wine over her and apparently that's like the worst thing ever and then they don't kiss because she throws up what is this movie 
<laughs> okay, the other it's thing I wanted to movie. talk about. So I, I like where we've got with it. The other thing I want to talk about. Well, we got the train thing. All we've got is the train thing. No, no, no. End on. I think we agreed to this end on, right? And we agreed that we're going to use these different locations and stuff. The thing I was going to say, we can talk about it being a musical, but the thing I was going to say is about the use of setting of Ireland, because the film completely wastes Ireland as a setting. Is there a way that we can use that better? I don't know. Um. It's a bit difficult when you're not in Ireland. True. That's the thing, you say, Waste Ireland is a setting in the sense that, like, well, they went to Ireland and then they filmed, like, this one shot. I'm pretty sure the view from the top of the castle and the view from the wedding is the same. It's the same view, yeah. yeah. And, they, and, like, they're supposed to be, like, 100 miles away. And there's another view earlier on that's exactly the same yeah. shot. Exactly the same establishing shot. It's like... And I'm pretty sure that's done on... There's a bit... That big shot is, like, done on green screen. Yeah, because Amy Adams does not look like she was in Ireland at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, I think I think the whole wedding's on a green screen. That's what it seemed like to me. But what yeah. a waste! If they didn't shoot it in Ireland, that is a waste. I don't think I don't think they didn't. I think they probably shot some in Ireland, but they didn't yeah. shoot it. Twenty ten, because before before Game of Thrones, there was like no film industry in Ireland. Yeah, and that's mm. Belfast, so that's true. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look up if this was Sean Island. Carry on talking. Let's talk about it being a musical. Okay, yeah. well, uh, I was thinking that all good rom-coms... Well, Pretty Woman's just been turned into a musical. Big has just been turned into a musical. Uh, I just, uh, Waitress is essentially a rom-com. Well, no, it's not, but there's a lot of romantic elements Yeah, to I just, it, in my head, so... Big is about a child. So I'm like, yeah, rom-com. <laughs> Yeah, um, no, anyway, sorry. Okay, maybe yes, I, I, but, I take a point, though. Yes. But, like, Waitress has been turned into musical. Like, lots of things work at, because uh, musicals work best, unfortunately, when it is, like, just about two people who are evidently in love and the songs are either about wanting to be in love, uh, being in love, uh, having their heart broken by someone so this lends itself perfectly to some good little tunes in fact I think I started making a list of when we could have the oh, songs excellent yeah so, I mean the first thing you have to have is you've got to bring the Jeremy character back in oh yeah and he's just got to be off in the corner and then every like couple of scenes he just does a little solo and then he yeah. and he's, that's it mm. yeah, that's him standing it. there <laughs> I love her <laughs> but it should be like a reprise like uh, like uh, reprise sorry like um uh, King George and Hamilton he just comes back and does like uh, after his three minute solo he just comes back and does in fact he solos. should just sing you'll be back yeah <laughs> yes. Yes, yes that would work perfectly uh, I just yeah. come to a realisation that yeah. Leap Year was released in 2010 which was not a Leap Year I don't understand Dead why it focuses on this this whole this whole concept of like it is based on this ridiculous premise that a woman cannot propose to a man yeah. unless it's the 29th of February. Mm. What a bizarre mm. what a bizarre concept. It's just yeah. so strange. I, and yeah. that it was only 2010. Yeah. It's quite yeah, it's, it's a big yikes for me. <laughs> right, so the songs... Ten I, years ago. I, I thought originally in the opening montage, obviously, when they're going... Which, can we talk about, it's just mental that they go... Be, I know we're not going to stage it now, but that they just go between, like, so many different places and the time order is so off in the whole first section of the film 
that you're like, uh, she's waiting for her dad, but at the same time she's interviewing for the... Oh, yeah. And you're it's just proper... like, and she's about to go on this date with him, and it's all just a bit weird. Yeah, and then her dad's go. late, but you can't tell because they didn't show you her before. Yeah. And then you think, you think that she's, like, telling this random drunk guy... Who, like, proposes to her... Oh, yeah. It's weird. It's strange. It's a weird section. But I thought we could do some kind of song to introduce what was going on. But yeah, I cool. feel I feel like, actually, you could start at the nearly proposal uh, and have a little song there. Like an <laughs> L Woods... I think, yeah, basically, if we um, make this a musical, it just is legally bonded. It is legally bonded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then uh, you go for another song in the pub... Uh, which could be, uh, you know, quite a... It would be her singing about how frustrated she is by, like, being stuck there and not being in the place she's meant to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, obviously, there should be a car sequence, like, car karaoke song, oh, yeah. essentially. Karaoke. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I thought they have to have a song in the end, especially in that bed sequence, when they've just had the kiss, which is awkward, to say the least, anyway. Um, and then they just look at each other and that's perfect duet. Well, it already is a song over the top of it. Exactly. In the film. So you could just do that kind of thing, yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Dream a little dream of me. Yeah, no, I mean, not that song, obviously. I love that song that ruined it for yeah. me. <laughs> but but you, you could definitely do a song in that sequence. Um, the bench. The bench sequence is bench. definitely a solo, a solo moment, moment yeah. for him. But she's just asleep and he's singing a solo. <laughs> it would be really funny if her so head's on his lap and then he has to, like, slide out to do the dance routine. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. basically happens in Maiden Dagenham. Yeah, it's true. It's true. When he sings that song. Yeah. I think those were the only solid song choices. Well, I think there's quite with, a few different think, places. Yeah. Maybe when he kills the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole like full dance routine. Yeah, yeah. People come out as chickens. Yeah. <laughs> the song is called How to Kill a Chicken. Yeah. Oh, man. How, yeah, to, like, how a, to Break in a Glove. He has from a whole. Dear Evan Hansen, yeah, he has a whole line of up. dancers dressed as chickens and then he breaks all of their necks <laughs> one by one. No, I think you were more of a like just turn it off from Book of Mormon. Oh, yes. Let's break their necks. It's easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's totally the one. That's, That's great. It. Okay. Well, okay. We can combine these. The can musical we? and this the train thing. Yeah. Because, like, as I've, as I've said before, I think, I always think of musicals and straight plays as, like TV and film, um, different art forms in the same medium. Yeah. And so we've talked Definitely. a lot about, like, a duologue with interspersed scenes that explores the concept of marriage. Mm. And we've talked about the fun times we can have songs. Mm. Is a musical appealing? Is it interesting if it's interspersed with these like character-led discussions? I think what okay, here's a thought. What could be more interesting is if we kind of strip some of this plot back and it's it's just the train. <laughs> um <laughs> all right. Hold on, I'm getting there. You're <laughs> never on a train in the whole movie. No, yeah, yeah. It's just the train. <laughs> just the train. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's the same kind of basic plot, but it's just train, and you have the it, it, you do it like a song cycle, right? Rather than like a, a music like a musical like you usually have, and and it's like last five years X. Uh, I I don't know that. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, like a song cycle. So they and and between each song, uh, these conversations on the train, and then the songs can be the different locations. They can be singing about things that happen in the different locations. I don't know, but uh, but it's done more like a song cycle. So you ship it right back, and then you could just have the two actors, and you could like make it. Okay, well in that case you don't want it on the train. What you'd want it you want it like in the station when she's just about to meet her husband yeah. again, most mm. of him. And they're just it's like they're looking back on the journey they've just had. Yes. That's yes. visually yes. boring. No but, but Okay, so there's a there's a musical which is a podcast musical uh, called yes. uh, the, uh, 36 questions. questions and it's based on a questionnaire in the New York Times where they were like this questionnaire thing you should do with your significant other when you first meet to really get to know each other or if you've known each other for a really long time to kind of deepen your relationship right and it's a really good musical actually it's I would amazing. say Jonathan Groff's in it yeah. um, and it's, it's very good um, so it's on podcast yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's it was written for the podcast form. It wouldn't oh, really work staged. It wouldn't work staged. Um, it's Jesse Shelton and Jonathan Jesse Shelton, Groff, that's the and one. it is yeah. called Thirty Six Questions, the podcast musical. It's very good. I enjoy it a lot. It's on Spotify and it's on podcast apps and that. Um, anyway, we could do it kind of like that. And that thing of you said it in the station while they're waiting, but they kind of recap the whole story through song. The way that you make it interesting staging it is that it is whenever they do a song, you recreate that scene on stage right? as they sing through the yeah. story. Because what musicals allow us to do is to move into a kind of song world where we can have that kind mm. of thing happen and then we go back into the normal world and it makes perfect sense. Yes. I like that a lot. Yeah. We've got, wow, we're there. We That's are the there. I'm, I'm for this. Yeah, okay. And I like that, framing it from the kind of end of the story and then, and, and yeah, you can end up with that the proposal there. And then I think you can make it a one-actor, like a 90-minute one-act musical. Everyone gets home by 9 o'clock. They're all happy. It's good, yeah. I, I, know. I don't like this craze. I don't like you it. don't like it. Well, because well, uh, to be fair, five quid. You want you want an interval. Yeah, you want exactly. Two and a half hours. I, I'm on board with that. I think prices should be lower for hour and a half musicals. And uh, and to be fair, I don't I don't actually think that six. It, controversial view. Uh, I don't think Six is a musical. I think it's yeah, a concept it's a, yeah. album they've staged with a very bad narrative. Hot take here though. <laughs> Hamilton is a concept album that's been staged. Yes, but there's storyline in between. True. It's also not really a hot take because he said it himself. Yeah, yeah he well, did say yeah. that. So. I didn't. Hot right, take. Can you just cut the bit where I say hot take and then just keep the rest <laughs> no, of it? No, no, <laughs> no, what I'll do is not thing. cut any of this. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but I won't. Yeah. I'll um, Hi. Yeah. Okay. No. So. All right. Yeah, this thing. Okay, yeah, the thing about this crazy about shorter shows, right? Like hour and a half, hour and hour and a half mm. shows. It it comes from either things are a huge West End or a National Theatre massive like hit musical, and it has to be long, and it's written by the best people in the world, or something is fringe theatre, and fringe theatre can't be two and a half hours long because it's unaffordable. Yeah. Mm. and and so kind of you pay place. The industry in a, in a place where it's like, okay, if we want breakthrough artists, writers, performers, whatever, they have to start in fringe theatre because there's no repertory theatre or anything left. Mm. And so you have to have these hour-long, hour-and-a-half shows, and the only way to for them to become successful is for them to end up in West End on, on, on Broadway. So I agree with that, but I would argue that so this is what I've always said about especially Come From Away is my is my key example of this yeah where yeah Come From Away is written by people that are breaking out they're not established in the West End they're trying to push through they're trying to say look I am talented perfect amazing 
they write this musical and it's fantastic. Mm. I agree. And they have a very simple set. I mean, yes, it has a revolve, but it's 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 very simple production design. Mm. Again, because you can't afford this, you know, the huge stuff you get in normal West End Broadway productions. And then someone says to them, "Okay." Take it to the West End, you will sell it. You will sell 80, 100, 200 quid tickets and you will sell out the... Mm. Where is Come From Away on the moment? Uh, the... Uh, oh, Ooh. I can't remember that. Wherever, wherever it's on, um, next door to the mousetrap, wherever it is. And for me, at that point, you say, okay, now let's go develop it into a full two-hour musical. So, yeah, this thing, right? so, like, A View From The Bridge was... Uh, um, Arthur Miller play it was originally a one act right. play not well received and then someone said I still really like this I'll give you the money to go and shush it up into a two actor and then he did and, yeah. and now it's you know a classic exactly. and we've come from a way especially I think because you've got all these opportunities for amazing visuals mm. that are in the <clears throat> lyrics you'd like so like you've got the bus you've got the plane you've got all these amazing things you've got animals mm. um and and within the songs you have characters that you only meet for a second. Yeah. You like uh, me in the sky is like the best song a lot of people think in that yeah. production. But you like you meet her at the beginning and she's kind of there in the background and then she has her solo where she tells you about her life. Yeah. And then she gets home and that's it. That's a whole plot and there's no like real character movement. Yeah. And I know like the idea is that the point of the musical is to present how nice people were to each other and not those specific things. Yeah. But. There was there's there's a whole you've got an hour you've I got think, an hour I think yeah. my yeah. argument with. for sh- shorter shows would be first of all that long form theatre is going to remain or at least it is for now because we have subsidised theatre and we have like Macintosh and things like that that are just going to keep those things going but also that um, it, again it's kind of that thing of like TV and film being different forms in the same medium it is a different form. And different stories should be told in two and a half hours, and different stories should be told in an hour or an hour and a half. Absolutely, yeah. I, and I think that's what I'm saying is that a lot of these these stories that are being told in an hour, there is two and a half hours there, yeah. and they there is the money to to make them into them, you know. And because I'm thinking of come from where you know, for example, like they just like mine the animals, whatever mm. it is they do, yeah. like come on, and uh, and you've got. Because you know you're paying for a spectacle. That's what musicals yeah. are for. Yeah, you know? and, I, and, and I think if it was uh, if it was less of a high ticket price, yeah. you would be more on board with an hour. Oh and yeah, half, if I'm paying thirty quid, forty quid, I'm happy. Yeah. but it's the fact that and, and I understand why it's the same price because they're renting the theatre for the yeah, same yeah, price. Yeah. This thing, why don't they but, do two shows a night for stuff like that? Right, exactly. That would make so much more sense. Exactly. I guess it's a lot for actors. But two casts, then, two casts, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah. like, but 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 six is a prime example of where yeah. you're not even sure that they could have made it an hour and a half. Well, like, I don't know because they, well, they do this thing where they're like, okay, well, they sing a song each, yeah, and then they go, ah, jokes. It was a concert the whole time, yeah. and we always knew we were going to get to this point because we actually we came this decision previously, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, it's really contrived, and it's clear mm. that they wrote those songs, and that's really cool, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I think equally. It's a musical about mm. Henry VIII's wives. Yeah. And yes, at present, they have a song each, and they have very distinctive styles. Yeah. And there's one song that they've now written at the end as a megamix where they kind of overlap their styles, and it kind of works, but yeah. it probably means a bit more work. To me, if they've got time, if they've got money, and like they're now at a point where they are doing national tours in two countries, they have it on everywhere, Yeah. they, they could have gone, right, okay, let's make a real narrative here. Yeah. They could have, yeah. That's and we can add two or three songs to make it into a narrative. Yeah. We can add more dialogue. We can we can cut this like concert look of it and yeah. make it more into 
it could have been gig theatre it could have been like yeah. something, something that that was more aware of itself yeah. and that told the story okay it has a really nice message but it could have had even more message it could have more than one facet to it yeah. Yeah. and this is the thing you're pay, if you're paying West End prices like it, it's slight the arts theatre is slightly cheaper mm. yeah. um but if you're playing, if I'm paying the same price as I'm paying to go and see the whole of Hamilton's life, yeah. I don't expect one song per queen. And yeah, it, I'm exactly. Not, I'm not chitting on it. It's really good. It, yeah, it is but good. it just I could guess, be the best thing ever. And yeah, I guess yeah. part of that is is that it's it's a production. You know, I don't know how it exactly it works from going from Fringe to West End, right? But it's a production that. Um, whatever company is now in charge of it can just buy a production and they don't have to pay for development because that's yeah. something that co- costs a lot of money for West End producers yeah. mm. is to pay artists to sit there and develop yeah. something and if yeah. they're going to sell the tickets anyway why would you bother exactly which is a yeah. shame it's a real shame it is a shame anyway so, so we're not going to do an hour and a half no, 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 we're no, going for a full two and a half no hours. no I think <laughs> this does lend itself to yeah exactly because, because you can get real narrative and you get real structure out of it and also we put it on in a fringe venue and not I doubt we'd get this into the... <laughs> what are you saying, Are you saying there wouldn't be hordes of people trying to queue up to see Leap Year the musical? Well, they're queuing up to see Frozen, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he's got wow, shame um, Yeah, okay. So we've, we've got there, right? Well, yeah, we've got there. I think so. What, well, okay, so... <laughs> have we got anything at all? Yes. I don't, yes, we So do. it's framed from the, the bus station in Dublin where she's going to see her uh, boyfriend Jeremy to propose to him yeah. and then it's a look back at that journey they've been through through conversation potentially even you just cut all this faff about like Declan not you know proclaiming his love for her at the, the bus station there. Yeah. and actually the whole thing maybe you open with him saying actually don't propose to this guy I love you and then it goes back through yes, the whole story like this overture curtain up no. no marry me instead <laughs> yeah that's great <laughs> that's we're, really we're cool we're putting in the action it's great and then we go back through and we learn how they, they, yeah. they and we, do we, so do we go backwards and merrily roll along style no, or do no. we go forwards why would we do that or do we go because <laughs> it's fun last five years split them up and they go in a different order <laughs> oh no that's good you do it like it, it's rather than going right back to the oh, beginning they're like it, giving examples to yes. like argue about it yes yeah. right. exactly and, it's, and so she's like why would I marry you 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 did this and it's like you know scene three and then he's like hold on but you know when remember when we met and I helped you with this scene one and then I like that although yeah. again does this conversation about marriage descend into marry me because I helped you with this yeah. which is a, it's a bit of a strange one but no, no but okay well maybe it's not him saying marry me instead it's him saying don't marry this guy don't marry this guy and yeah. this is why and uh, he can still say I'm in love with you but not say I'm or, or I like you a lot because I've only spent two days with yeah, you yeah. Um, and then go into this kind of storytelling yeah and then you, you make it about looking at marriage but also looking at this idea of like what is success why does she have to be high earning have the best flat all of this stuff for her to feel complete and actually in Ireland she wouldn't earn as much money she wouldn't be able to do all of these things but she might actually Realised that she doesn't need all of that to feel happy and complete. And oh, and I remember what my favourite idea for a song was. You know, when he it, he it's a really fleeting moment, but he talks about the fire alarm. What would you pick up? Oh, uh, that's and I think that's yeah. that's a motif within the 
it within the musical sure. and then they have a big like number at the end where she realises and we can still have that big number where it kills all the chickens as well so. <laughs> yeah of course we've got, we, keep we've got everything so we've got the chicken song we've got the what would you take in a fire alarm song yeah. we've got the you'll be back yeah yeah brilliant this is really good. It's a two-hander. It's actually a three-hander, but Jeremy just comes in every and then every a bi- and then a big old ensemble that just come in. For oh the, yeah, for the scenes. Yeah. But that's great. That works. Oh, we've got that's the marriage musical. song. Yeah. the wedding. The wedding. Yeah. That's yeah. a nice. That's yeah. that's a song. When she's sick on her shoes at the end. Yeah, like yeah. that could be the end of the song. Yeah, she spun that's around the so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that um? What's it called when they have the light? Uh, someone taught me the phrase for it, but when they have that light click moment in the in musical theatre. Mm. Um, there's a certain motif at the end of songs which is when they switch to a spotlight to kind of end a song isn't that the button? is that what it's called? oh yeah maybe it's yeah. called the button I don't know I don't know no idea I should know these things we're not musical enough yeah. yeah no I, okay I like this I, now we're talking about it There, I feel like there is two and a half hours in this maybe there's a lot to, to you just well, really think, want to stretch out that chicken. Well, so, I think yeah. for me, it's about we'd have to you want to investigate it, you want to develop it, and you want to see where it, and you want to see yeah, where yeah. you get the richest narrative from, yeah. rather than just say, "Well, here's five songs." Yeah, you know, lucky, lucky is hypothetical because no one would pay to develop this. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've got Cameron Macintosh on speed dial. <laughs> we wish. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, who knows? Who maybe, knows? maybe one maybe. day. Maybe, maybe one day. Maybe. If we ever stage anything from this podcast, it I won't will... be this. <laughs> Rude. Yeah, it, won't be. it won't be this. Uh, okay, cool. Excellent. Okay, I think that's a pretty good idea. And we, you know, they've got all the normal things of you know, lights and sound are always really interesting in musicals. Yeah. Um, creating that the music space and creating mm. the reality space. Yeah. You've got this what, kind of bus stop setting. That's a good point, actually. On. What kind of sort of style do we want? of musical mm. like do we want like your kind of Sondheim I think or... I think it's a Jason Robert Brown type deal so like he wrote the last five years and it's just this really simple contemporary music throw in a bit of Lynn for You'll Be Back obviously, yeah, obviously and yeah. um, but like he's really he's, he's at like an audition this guy he's not he's not a, a cardiologist in, in our version he is like auditioning to play <laughs> The king in Amazon. So he just sings You'll Be Back. He just sings, yeah, in the the Irish production. Yeah, yeah. And he sings sings You'll Be Back twice. Hamilton's gonna tour Ireland now. (laughs) It's it's broken the West End, it's broken Broadway. What what next? That's the big question about Hamilton. What next? Ireland. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's next. Yeah, I think it's a Jason Robert Brown, quite simple contemporary musical. Yeah. Um, And in the setting, you can kind of have the bus stop kind of lit separately at the kind of front of the stage yeah. and then have everything else going on in between because yeah. then you can make it a blackout and change those settings quite quickly yeah yeah, yeah. and that can all be on like wheels and you just wheel on different settings from, from the wings and stuff yeah good we like some truck set, don't we? We do. Unlimited right. wing space. We love yeah, it. Yeah. That's what we have in our hypothetical theatre. We do. It's wonderful. Oh, I like that it changes every week. You can just make this hypothetical theatre into anything you want. Exactly. It's ideal. <laughs> it is ideal. Hypothetically. <laughs> yeah. <it's> ideal. <laughs> <laughs> Funny it were real. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Anyway. Okay, amazing. Um, Elspeth, thank you so much. Thank you. I've yeah. really enjoyed this. I genuinely wasn't sure we were going to get to a conclusion with a road trip movie, but there you go. Yeah. We've made it not a road trip movie. <laughs> 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 yeah. um, True. We should just have a car 
somewhere. Just the whole time. Yeah. Or no, they've just parked up and instead yeah. of the bus stop, they're just in, they sit in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> There's yeah. no movement. They get out of the car for every I want to make sure number. this road trip musical is as static as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, and we haven't had to introduce stupid stuff coming up from the floor like no. we've had the last couple of weeks no. you don't um, like that stuff I love it no I like it when it, I know I do really like it's it it's just because the example like always Dear Evan Hansen yeah. you hate that yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's happening in so many other things it's yeah. just what's going on right yeah, now yeah. Um, okay I like simple I'm down with simple yeah excellent, excellent. I think we all are mm. um, okay amazing uh, Elspeth is there anywhere people can get in contact with you find out more about you, what you do do you have anything coming up soon you want to tell us about uh, we're about to announce our season but it will be announced by the time this goes out I'm pretty sure yeah. so you should all come to Chichester it's amazing um, and you can find me at at Elspeth Rebecca on Twitter and sometimes I, I mainly tweet about theatre there yeah. bit of a stagey suit Stages. Stages. <laughs> that's what we like. That's good. That's good. So, yeah. Um, Jake, where can people find you? Oh, uh, <laughs> as brothers, <laughs> oh, you'll freak me out here. We've been on You can find me online at Jake Reesh, that's J A K E R E E S H, on Twitter. And Caleb, where can people find you online? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Caleb Lebster, C A L E B L E B S T E R. I spell it right this time. You don't have to remember to ask me because you've already asked me. Yeah. Excellent. And we are Maybe You Like It Productions and this is the Maybe You Like It podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Maybe You Like It with a text speak you or on Facebook at Maybe You Like It with a normal you or you can find us online at www.maybeyoulikeit.co.uk that's also with a normal you or drop us an email at info at maybeyoulikeit.co.uk Awesome. Is there anything to say? Oh yes and if you did enjoy this please rate us, like us, uh, share it with your friends, leave a review on your podcasting platforms etc etc. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. <laughs> That's how we're going to end. Tell everyone. <laughs> Tell everyone. <laughs> Maybe like that. Maybe you didn't. Tell everyone. <laughs>